thrives on knowledge and intuition. One man has consistently defied odds, challenging the status quo, pushing boundaries and guiding us into the depths of human wisdom. This man, known to us only as Ken, has been the guiding light in a labyrinth of confusion, the harbinger of discernment in an era of information overload. For years, he has ignited minds and sparked countless debates with provocative questions and thought-provoking answers on the show that redefined the way we perceive our reality, Ken's Think Tank. Season after season, Ken and his guests have unearthed truths, unraveled mysteries, and inspired us to think, question, and wonder. But all good things must come to an end. Now, the shadows of the final curtain begin to loom as we brace ourselves for the grand conclusion. The stakes have never been higher. The questions never more profound. The answers never more essential. This is the final frontier of enlightenment, the ultimate pursuit of knowledge. Get ready to embark on the last journey into the abyss of the human mind, where every episode will strike a chord, every revelation will resonate deeper than ever before. Prepare for the explosive culmination of a saga that has held us in its grasp, leaving us thirsty for more. It's not just a season, it's the end of an era. It's the final call to those who dare to challenge conventions, break out of the mold, and unravel the tapestry of existence. This is the final season of Ken's Think Tank. Dive in as the final chapter unfolds and the legacy of Ken continues to inspire, question, and ignite thought. One last time, let's tank up our minds and think. <laughs> okay, let's lighten it up a bit. That was a bit dramatic. Yes, this is the last season of Ken's Think Tank. This project began as an idea, an old GoPro camera and a headphone boom mic taped to the roof of my truck. It quickly evolved into a full production with a lot of really cool guests. But the world keeps spinning and changing, and we must change with it. Ken Collins Marketing, the parent company to Ken's Think Tank, has outgrown the show. While it has been one of the most fun things I've ever done, after seven years, it's time to end on a high note. This is one of the ten final episodes. I've reached back to my collection and pulled out ten episodes to feature in no particular order. Can you guess who will be featured in our final episode when the series ends in late October? Comment below and let me know your guess. Next up, from Season 6, Episode 8, Olena Erickson. Olena came to us all the way from Ukraine. She made me laugh the very first time I ever spoke to her. So I knew this would be a great episode. Enjoy. Oh no, honey, that's not gonna work out. I am not moving to America. I pose no Americans, no Canadians, no Australians. <laughs>
what would possess a smart, beautiful, successful business owner to pack up and move 6,000 miles away from her home? Love, of course. Alina Erickson was a single mom with a full-time nanny to care for her two kids because she was also the successful business owner of two busy restaurants. She was doing great financially and enjoyed her life in Ukraine, except she was too busy to date. She hoped to find somebody close to home so she could maintain her businesses. What she found was a man who lives in Farmington, which was way too far for her liking. Love won her over, and now she's become a jewel in our community for over 10 years now. Of course, moving from Ukraine to Farmington was a huge culture shock. She had to learn the language and re-earn her high school diploma, which she did in a few short months. She went on to get her master's degree to replace her Ukrainian degrees, became a CPA, and is now the controller for San Juan Regional Medical Center. She fell in love with the people of our little community, and you're going to love her. Besides being smart, beautiful, and successful, she also has a great sense of humor. Alina made me laugh within the first few minutes of talking with her, and I'm sure this drive will be filled with laughter. Want to see how it goes? Come along for the ride in Ken's Think Tank. You moved from Ukraine straight to Farmington. Is that the reason why you moved? Is is uh, um, meeting your husband? Yep. Is it really? Yep. So how did that work? What was that? Well, it's not meeting my husband because well, I met my right. husband. Well, we met online and uh, the only profile restrictions I had was no Americans, no Canadians, no Australians. Yeah. <laughs> and he did not read. So... <laughs> He's like, ah, she don't know what she's saying. about. And, um, <laughs> so I post the most... Uh, probably unappealing pictures. <laughs> I post from the camping with my friends on Sunday morning because it's how I wake up at home. Right. You know? So it's like, if you're gonna like me this way, you're gonna like me on any way. Because you know, I don't yeah. look like I look today on Sunday morning. Right, you know? exactly. And uh, well, we start texting each other or whatever, so the app and a dating app. And um, you know, a couple days later when the conversation was going well, because you have to have basic common sense like religion kids sure i know money you know family right. whatever if you have a major major issues kind of in common then it's probably okay right. to start the longer conversations so i was asking him you know like it's going so well so where are you exactly from he's like i'm from new mexico i was like well what part of england is that <laughs> because i assume he, he speaks english you know so yeah. he's like well that's New Mexico is the state in the United States, and I was one of those who has no idea that New Mexico is a state. You know, right. like it's just... A lot of people in the U.S. Yes, don't understand I know, that. I know. Yeah. I went through customs <laughs> once, and I can tell you the story. Yeah. When people were like amazed, like, uh, so where do you work in Mexico? I like, I never been to Mexico, and look at my driver's license at each other, and they thought I'm an idiot. So, yes. so just just let me go. Yeah. But uh, goes back to the conversations. I like well. I understand you were born in New Mexico, but where in England do you live? Right. Like, well, I live in New Mexico. I was like, oh no, honey, that's not gonna work out. I am not moving to America. I post no Americans, no Canadians, no Australians. That's not gonna work. Well, he did not listen again. Of course. He bought tickets and flew in like a couple of days later. Yeah. yeah. And he did not just flew in to meet me. He flew in with a ring. <laughs> so, really? So yeah, and I was, of course I was gonna say no, 
know, but here I am, right. like eleven years later. So you know the yeah. end of the story. Yeah, <laughs> that, yeah. the heart that. does not listen to your brain. No, no, no because when you were, <laughs> when you were like logically evaluating your decisions prior, you're yeah. like. I could never ever possibly make that decision, but we did, you know. Right. <laughs> I guess that's how we fall in love, have kids and get married because we don't think, right? And like, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and later yeah. you think to figure this out how to make it work all together. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, it's always after the fact. Okay, yeah. how am I gonna this is never what I planned. How am I gonna make this work? Yes. So <laughs> it was very difficult. I um, in Ukraine. I had no mortgage. I had no debts. I owned two businesses. I owned two restaurants. I was a single mom with with a nanny, a full time nanny at home. Yeah. So I had a pretty good life. Yeah. And um, you know, coming here was completely like I have to cut everything off, and that's why I was not gonna move anywhere far because I was gonna retain my business and right. And and the family, my family, of course, you know, in Ukraine. So it was kind of the goal. Yeah. And. Of course, today, when Ukraine was just going through and everyone right. is leaving anyway, of course I made a good decisions for myself and my kids, but that time, that's not, that was not the reason I was making that decision. Right. Because I was in love. <laughs> I <had> never <laughs> Oh, man. Well, I still am, but, you know, yes. but at that time yeah. it was way different. <laughs> so it was difficult uh, at first because, of course, when you come in, it's um, everything is different. You have no more friends. You, I realized very quickly I did not speak any normal English at right. all. I couldn't go to grocery store. I can't get a job. I can't do anything. So I could just stay home and complain and be miserable <laughs> or, you know, just only have a Facebook Russian community or Ukrainian community, whatever communications. Sure. Um, I actually thought, okay, well, let's get started. Because nobody cared about my degree or anything like that. If it's not American, you know, sorry, honey, you have no references, you have no <laughs> confirmations, nobody cares. Right. And I discovered we have this amazing place called Someone College. I will not stop raving about it yeah. because that's whatever people created in there, that Dr. Henderson's idea actually worked. And that's one of the most amazing places and gems you guys have here and that's actually a very good quality of education it's so pr it's pretty amazing it's yeah. pretty amazing yes and um it's community it's very a person oriented you know very personal touch and uh -huh. and it was good so i started with a course called um english as a second language okay so i came here in end of october i started this course a uh, one week later so it's like in november by Christmas, I already completed all the assignments and and exams. And I'm like, well, okay, guys, what else do you have for free here? Yeah. <laughs> like, well, we have GED school. Let's get that one started. <laughs> so in January, after the break, I went to GED school. In April, um, I've already completed. I'll get my GED uh, diploma and everything. I went to complete tests yeah. and like, okay, now I have a diploma to prove I can speak and write in English. <laughs> At least on the high school level. Right. So after that, I was like, okay, let's get a job. So my first job after owning two businesses and before that running like 85 employees managing, um, I went and I got a job as a hostess at Chile, you know, yeah. so that's what you get, that's what you do, you know. Right. And uh, I went to 
take more classes at Sunlam College, then I progressed to university, got my master's, and later, later got my CPA. Of course, after Chile's, I, I got different jobs, you know? I, yeah. I was there only for three months. Sure. But it was a very good experience. I've met good people yeah. as regulars in there. I was going to ask, I mean, do you think that jobs like that are a little bit helpful to like help assimilate into the culture yes you know? it does because you first of all you meet different kind of people so yeah. you make people who are regulars you make pe meet people who are actually as a guest and you right. also meet people who are making living in this kind of you know environment yeah and they're in the, the mountain not the most wealthy class you right. know, or something you actually meet people who sometimes can't afford gas or you sometimes uh -huh. you can't afford a daycare or you know there's single moms or single dads and that's the way the way that somebody is caring for the elderly or you know disabled parents right and it's actually introduced me to a different understanding and perception yeah of uh, because all I knew and all my um, imagination about America was from uh, a desperate housewives right. kind of things you right. know like I thought crazy TV I thought shows. the whole yeah. cities look like a hysteria lane <laughs> right. and everybody dresses here as desperate housewives right. so and you know everybody looks like Eva Longoria but <laughs> did not <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. You know, I think that happens all the time. We do the same thing. We we build up stereotypes in our head of what other countries are going to yeah. be like, and then yeah. And then you go there, and it's like, oh, what? This is nothing like, yeah. Yep. It's like my husband. He thought it's all Dungeons and Dragons kind of looking <laughs> things, and everyone is dressed like babushka, you know, and kind of right. pictures. And then he went, and it's a completely European country yeah. with a way better infrastructure and kind of you know building designs and stuff like in America. And everybody dressed dresses in right. uh, mini skirts, you know, yeah. open bags. And there's a guy in a hoodie and, <laughs> and blue jeans working as an IT person. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, oh, okay, maybe I should not give you a ring just the first thing in the airport. You know? I should have searched around. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, honey, too late. I already said yes. <laughs> You're stuck with me now, yep. buddy. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So what is Ukraine like? Explain that to me. Well, Ukraine is um, one of, not one of, the largest country in Europe. Yeah. It, Ukraine has um, in its area the geographical center of the Europe as a continent. Okay. Um, Ukraine is um, has a history probably as long as Scandinavian's country, so it's dated to 14, 4800 BC. Wow. Ukraine is a country who introduced the first constitution in the world. Really? And it was 70 years before the American constitutions. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're pretty, we're, we're yeah. baby we, as far as the country yep. goes. Yeah. We had an elected body of officials in 1700s. Yeah. Not, sorry, not like somebody appointed. It's actually elected body of officials. Right. So we are a very democratic, independent country. Just so happen yeah. we have the richest um, soil on earth, yeah. the most productive and fertile soil on earth. I've been doing a lot of investing and researching things, things for investing. And actually, we're going through food shortages right now yep. because of Ukraine and Russia mm -hmm. um, and that whole mess. And so. Uh, like 20% of the world's wheat and corn and something like that come sunflower out of come out of there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's correct. And almost all of the sunflower oil comes, comes from, from there. Ukraine. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's correct. Wow. Yeah, we are a very dancing and singing nation. Yeah, really. You dance and sing 
a lot and every event or like the weddings here in America are so boring. People just come and eat, <laughs> shake each other's hands right. and they leave. Oh no, the weddings in Ukraine are like a couple day long and all you do is dance. So when they say that you drink a lot, well, you dance a lot. So you yeah. sweat it out pretty much. So you have to drink again to keep having fun. So it's not like you're drinking and have been drunk. It's not. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so when, you know, people uh, were asking me so many um, different singers, like a world renowned singers go to Ukraine or they perform in subways when people in shelters. Yeah. And we're still in a work. Just yesterday, the uh, band from Ukraine, made to finals to Eurovision and like who cares about sitting in a war right it's actually um, you know pain you don't, you shouldn't do that right like, no that's only way to survive is to have fun still be able yeah. to um, remain your culture because that's yeah. who we are yeah is there a lot of traditional like songs and dance or also modern or is it like a mix in weddings, it's mostly um, more folks and traditional kind of songs. Right. So they are some modern, but it's mostly, um, it's not that common. But like generally as a culture, like dance clubs and things like that, is that kind of big? Well, that's different. Okay. Because when I came here, you know, I was like 33 years old and I was still considered okay age to go to nightclubs. Absolutely. And yeah. I was asking my husband, like, you guys have any nightclubs? Will they how guys have fun? <laughs> how you do you guys dance here? And he's like, well, I've never danced in my life, first of all. Yeah. And like, what did you do when you were a teenager? <laughs> right. And he like, go to choke cherry. I'm yeah. like, that's unsafe. <laughs> and he's like, no, honey, the dance club is unsafe. I'm like, how is it yeah. unsafe? Yeah. Well, they sell drugs there. And he was trying to tell me right. the story. And I couldn't believe because back in Ukraine, the nightclubs are actually the safest place you can send your teenagers. Really? First of all, that's this nightclub is absolutely supervised by guards yeah they have full liability for whatever happens there you come in you get your id and um based on your age you have a drinking restrictions or not you only have a wristband with a qr code or a scan code okay and you put money in your account you oh. will not be charged to your credit card anything you put money in and you just charged as you go and they know right. by your wristband if you're allowed or not to drink alcohol nobody's right. gonna serve you alcohol. and there's a balance on yes. your your kind of your yes. account and everything and your account so, will yeah. not never go down lower than it cost based on your id to deliver you to registration address right so the security guard anytime you behave unwell or you're drinking too much they call a cab they use the balance in your account they put you on the cab and send you home oh my god that's amazing yes you they have metal detectors in every entrance the security really? guard are allowed to search any of your personal belongings like purses or pockets yeah. if you're not okay with that well don't come in yeah there's no fights there is nothing going on if everybody uh, drinking too much or somebody is uh first of all uh guys can buy girls drinks it does not mean you have to go somewhere with those people <laughs> right. you just together having fun and they buy new drinks or whatever they want to buy for you because they want to have a good time they like you they want to dance together yeah. whatever it does not mean you're obligated to do something <laughs> with someone for a glass of wine believe me right. that's not the case <laughs> And right. nobody even expects that. Wow. So it's, it was completely different for me because the nightclub, the only place probably I would allow my daughter to go safely, definitely not to a choke cherry. That, <laughs> that 
see, it's things like that when you're you're having this initial conversation with your husband, and you're like, what? No, that's yeah, dangerous. It's yeah. so opposite. Yeah. I had to evacuate my mom. She spent um, she spent her 80th birthday in the basement. You know, going yeah. under bombing, and then we have to evacuate her like almost two months later after the war started to Warsaw and uh, moved her here currently. Uh, she has visited several times. Uh -huh. uh, she never intended to move or anything and she always had two-way tickets, but that's the first time she actually has no certain date to come back right. Uh, right. for current circumstances. That was going to be my next question is, I'm, I'm sure you had family and, and friends and things like that in Ukraine, so, so is it just your mom there or? Well, my mom was? here. Uh, my, no, my brother is actually in his family is there. Um, okay. He stays because he's under age of 65, so he can be called to military at any time. That's right. the law in, in Ukraine. If okay. you're between age 18 and 65, you can't leave the country. Okay. But his family has left and they live in Poland currently. Some of my friends moved, some of my friends stayed mm -hmm. or just moved to um, somewhere in safer part of Ukraine, like the western part. Sure. Currently, it's unsafe anywhere. Yeah. Did you say that you had a business and like two restaurants or something? What yep. was the deal? I so what were your restaurants? I actually had two restaurants, which was a full-blown adult um, restaurant with um, barbecue and um, outdoor patio and, yeah. and stuff like that. It was accommodating weddings. We had weddings almost every weekend, uh, anniversaries, whatever. It was almost booked for private events almost every weekend. And the second restaurant was Alcohol Free, which is a bakery and children's cafe, which was built in the theme of the pirate ship. So you have really? a second story with a pirate hat sticking out. It was all placed with uh, animations coming up. You know, the people's dressed uh, as a pirate. You can have a birthday parties and stuff. And uh, we had a bakery, which was accommodating for outside cakes and wedding cakes and things. And <laughs> it was very successful. How cool is that? <laughs> I was a manager of logistics and marketing department for a big uh, dairy manufacturing. Yeah. So I was managing about 85 people who are drivers, sell, uh, sales people, um, line people, the production people, and so forth. Wow. <laughs> and you just gave it up to like... Yeah, I, I told you sometimes you make decisions. <laughs> <laughs> Moved to Farmington with, with an, a guy from the United States, which you swore you would never do. Yes. <laughs> Because I, I was so busy person that couldn't afford vacations. If you have a business, you have to be at 24-7. Otherwise, yeah. you know, it's not going to run sure. well. So I had a nanny taking care of my kids and my mom helping. And I was, you know, sometimes would go on the dates because I was single mom for a long time. And my mom, you have to date. You will end up with TV. Your kid's going to grow up, you know. Yeah. So I would go on a date. And you have to spend at least two hours of your day to listen to someone who's completely uncompatible. And I have to smile like I like the joke. And guy knows we're never gonna meet again. I know we're not gonna, ever gonna meet again, but we right. both act for two hours to be right. nice. And it's sure. like, I can't waste that time anymore. I right. just cannot waste that time. So I went to the dating agency, paid the money to do the psychology test, create me whatever profile, whatever they need. And they had a hard time to find somebody compatible to <laughs> me, you know, because I'm apparently not a nice and very direct person. <laughs> And uh, they're like, well, would you consider extending your search somewhere abroad? It's <laughs> like, okay, guys, you can do that. There's just no Americans, no Canadians, no Australians. I'm not going to move forward to Europe as far as I can yeah. go. And I'm like, okay. 
So that they didn't listen to either. Like, no, we need to open no, it up we, worldwide. No, we did. They did listen. They put it. No Americans, Australians. That somebody did not read. <laughs> But I guess you know when uh, when you know you know. And uh, yeah. I'm glad it happened. And the strangest, you know, we have a saying in Ukraine: If you want to make God laugh, tell him about your plans. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Oh man! Well, that's awesome. I'm glad that you're here. I Thank mean, you. of all the places that you could have ended up at Farmington, New Mexico, and I love it. <laughs> there weren't even other stops. It was just straight from Ukraine to Farmington. Yeah, there's no stops between Albuquerque and well, Farmington. No, <laughs> no, there's nothing. <laughs> That's amazing. So I didn't really have an option. Yeah. <laughs> You couldn't get out anywhere. No, I don't want to do this. Yes. <laughs> you just were wandering in the desert. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> oh man. Well, I'm glad I met you. And, Thank you. And um, you, you, you just seem like a really funny person. You're cracking me up. You're trying to explain to me where this parking lot was to meet you, and I don't know the what each parking lot is named but you're telling me that the corner and then you're kind of explaining the things around that corner again i i know the helipad but you said something about the morgue and i don't know where the morgue is and it's just right okay and so i don't know <laughs> you're telling me all this stuff <laughs> and so then you i just love your accent and you said <laughs> so yes you'll meet a ukrainian woman in farmington at morgue it'll be good <laughs> <laughs> it was like that's amazing. Yes. <laughs> so just the sense of humor is brilliant. Love it. That's what makes us um, survive any any situations, yeah. good or bad. You know, the humor always helps. Sure. Yeah. And the best way to handle humor is to laugh about yourself. At yourself. Yeah. Yeah. If you can't laugh at yourself, you're too wrapped up in yourself. That's so. true. Yeah. That's And true. if you get offended when somebody makes fun of you, well, it's not yeah. good too. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm so glad I met you, and thanks for doing this. This is amazing. I had a lot of fun. It was a good time for me, so thank you so much. I appreciate cool. you having me and inviting me. And, and I'll have to meet your husband sometime. And absolutely. Thank you. Across each other. Thank you so much. Ken's Think Tank is made possible with help from these fine sponsors. Basin Home Health and Hospice, keeping you healthy, happy, and home since 1992. Durango Joe's, with a smile, a warm greeting, and a great cup of coffee. Farmington RV Sales and Service, serving the Four Corners since know who you are. I know what you want. If you're looking for print and radio ads, I can tell you that's not what I do. But I do have a particular set of skills. Skills I have acquired over a very long career. Skills that make me a godsend for business owners like you. If you hire Ken Collins Marketing to build your website, people who look for you online will be able to find you. But if you don't, they will look for you. They won't find you. And you'll go out of business. KenCollinsMarketing.com